When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus. Stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. On 9-11, our nation made a commitment to never forget. Since then, it's been the Tunnel to Towers Foundation honoring those words with action. So many people gave their lives while saving others on 9-11. Tunnel to Towers carries forward that legacy of courage and heroism by honoring our country's military and first responder heroes, people who are willing to die for you and me. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago. And at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have doubled, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Did you find yourself incredibly sad this week because you had no new episode of WandaVision? Are you fiending for your next Marvel fix? Were you running around the grocery store singing It's Been Agatha all along? Well, try my new prescription drug called Bring Your Big. Want to get ready for the next Marvel show called Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Well, bring your big ass over here and let's walk through everything you need to know before your next Marvel chapter begins. It's your weekly bonus episode of me and you, the Housewives of Marvel 2, and we're deep diving into the characters and the comic books and the movies you'll need to get into before we start Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Let's do it. Hey guys, 
This is the self-proclaimed season ticket holder of pop culture and your mama's favorite black geek. I'm Kendrick, host of the Me and You, the Housewives and Marvel 2 podcast, a podcast that, through my own random and winding rants, discusses everything related to pop culture. Everything from reality TV to the MCU to the DCEU to all of the hot topics being discussed on CNN, NBC, BET, ABC, and 123. Grab your wine glass, sit back, and get ready to cuss and fuss right along with me. Woo! everybody how are you guys doing this week i am a little sadder than usual i did not have a new wandavision episode this week but it's okay they gave us a wandavision documentary did you guys check it out i watched it i normally wake up because wandavision had me hooked like a crackhead i normally wake up either at a random time in the morning and watch it or i spend the first hour of my work day watching wandavision Today, I waited till lunchtime because I actually, actually was later than lunchtime. I waited a little bit and watched it just because my morning was so ridiculously hectic. But I'm glad I got to watch it. That documentary was everything. I missed my calling in life. I should have went to school for either production or directing, filmmaking, something cool. I, I, like, I love movies so much. Movies. TV, like it's all just the best art form in the world to me. I just felt like I wasted all my damn talent, but yeah, at least I got pod check. <laughs> Let me stop because I was about to hurt my own damn feelings. I was about to say at least I got podcasting, but child, <laughs> let's you know what, let's let's move on. Let's get ready for the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So I'm gonna do this. Basically, I'm gonna. Tell you all the characters that you need to know. I know all of y'all might not have watched all 23 movies that came before WandaVision. So I'm going to basically tell you what all, you know, the characters you'll need to know. I'll tell you what movies to watch this upcoming week to get ready for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, For those of you that have Marvel Unlimited or you, you know, you have a local comic book store you like to go to. I'll give you some comic book recommendations too. And I'll make sure I address the questions that were asked to me on Instagram. If you don't follow me on Instagram yet, it's at Housewives Marvel Podcast. Follow me on there. I talk to everybody in the DMs. I like engaging with y'all all day long. I uh, barely do my damn job anymore. So let's go ahead and get into it. Let's start off with the four characters you'll need to know for this show. There are four of them. So you're going to really need to know Sam Wilson, who is the Falcon. You'll need to know... Uh, James Buchanan Barnes, a.k.a. Bucky Barnes, who is the Winter Soldier. So those are your two title characters. You'll need to know the villain of the show, who is uh, Zemo. And you'll need to know kind of one of the recurring characters in the MCU. You all know Emily Van Camp. She plays Sharon Carter in the MCU, a.k.a. Agent 13. So you'll need to know her, too. So let's go ahead and break down Sam Wilson first, who I think is going to be, you know, they're both... They're sharing the spotlight, but I'm thinking we're going to get a little more of his story told in this. So let's go ahead and start with Sam first because he's black. Okay, so Sam Wilson. We first meet Sam in my favorite MCU movie. Yes, after all these years, it's still my favorite. No matter how many times I watch it, 
it always holds up. And that movie is the second installment in the Captain America trilogy, Captain America and the Winter Soldier. That is my shit. Okay. Sam's story basically begins. We, the movie opens up and Steve Rogers is on his, you know, his morning jog. We see this uh, new character who is Sam Wilson jogging around. And then we see Steve Rogers basically lapping him every single time. You know, Steve Rogers running like the flash out there. Sam's story kind of begins when they both kind of like start talking after that. Sam, of course, is exhausted. Uh, Steve is going about his merry little business just as happy as can be. They talk, they become fast friends, and he actually invites him down to like the local VA. Steve goes and this kind of further, you know, builds their friendship. Obviously, they have that major military connection where, you know, Steve is former military. You know, he was the one that was going around traveling to all the different uh, infantries and platoons and stuff across the world that were American and giving them hope and all this kind of stuff. And then he actually started leading his own infantry and, you know, we get into that in the movies. But uh, Sam was also a, what's called a pararescue. And child, don't ask me what all that is, but basically flying and all that kind of stuff. Soon after, though, Steve and Natalie, a.k.a. Black Widow, whose movie is supposed to be coming out in May. Child, we might never see that damn movie. I don't, at this point, uh, Natasha might need to... Hang it up flat screen. <laughs> I call her Natalie sometimes just because I'm being petty. It's actually Natasha Romanoff, but, you know, we I don't know if we ever going to see that damn movie. Disney, they didn't put that movie off so many times, but apparently it's supposed to be the entry, which I, hell, I don't damn know. Anyway, they're on the run, and everyone they know is trying to kill them, according to them. So Sam is actually, he gives them refuge. Now, if you haven't watched my favorite damn Marvel movie, then I understand you know, I used to have bad taste too, but see, I have evolved. I'm like the, ooh, child, see, I was about to make a bad joke. Let me not say that. I was about to get canceled. Okay. I <laughs> Go watch it, okay? It's called Captain America, Winter Soldier, the second one in the Captain America series. I'm going to, you know, recommend some movies for y'all, and that's definitely one of them. It's my favorite, one of my favorite movies because it has two of my favorite scenes in the MCU. One of them being that like frantic car chase scene between Nick Fury, played by Samuel L. Jackson, or as black people say, Samuel, Samuel Jackson, and uh, all of the different Hydra agents that are pretending to be police officers chasing them around the city. It's a big old shootout and every, it, it's an amazing scene. It's literally one of my favorites. The other scene is, of course, the crazy elevator scene where it's Cap versus the Hydra agents. See, that actually, I might have just talked myself into something. That just kind of gave me a little inspiration. I might do an episode one day or maybe, I don't know, at the end of this episode. Probably not, though. <laughs> about all of my favorite Marvel movies. See, I'm hesitant to do it now because some aren't MCU movies. Meaning that they don't, they're not in this canon. They don't, you don't need to see them to understand the Captain Americas and all this stuff. But they are Marvel movies. And I don't want to confuse anybody that's, you know, new to this journey. I feel like that might overwhelm some people. So I'm not going to do that. I'm, I'm not going to do that to y'all. Another episode, though, because, you know, I got to bring in Deadpool and I got to bring in Logan. And, you know, some of the, you know, I got to bring in a couple of them, you know. So we'll talk about that at another time. That'll be a whole other special episode. Maybe one of the bonus episodes between. Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and I guess the next project after that is Black Widow. Child, we think. Hell, we don't really know. 
Sam ends up volunteering his assistance and he reveals that he needs to get some equipment of his and that he wasn't necessarily a pilot. You know, we called him a pararescue. He wasn't necessarily a pilot, you know. Then we see finally that like famous, well, not necessarily one from the comics, but shit, close enough. We see the iconic Falcon uniform, you know, the iconic wings that Falcon uses and uh, glides through the air and, you know, the skies to whoop some ass with, you know. So this is the first time that Cap and Sam actually team up. And the whole purpose of them teaming up is to take down Bucky, a.k.a. the Winter Soldier. I'll deep dive on him in a little bit. The next appearance outside of this movie that we actually get to see Sam is a brief kind of cameo in the first Ant-Man movie, you know, that's where uh, he kind of goes in. Scott Lang is trying to steal some stuff. You know, Scott Lang, a.k.a. Paul Rudd, a.k.a. Phoebe's husband, Mike, a.k.a. Ant-Man. Ant-Man tries to steal some equipment. He goes out there to try to stop him. He get that ass whooped. But, you know, it's just kind of embarrassing. He don't want Cap to find out. But, you know, if you haven't seen it, wait until you have some free time. You know, you you'll have uh, you got more pressing movies to watch in the meantime, that's just a brief cameo, mostly to kind of, I don't know if it's to be funny or to kind of lean on someone else, like another Avenger to, uh, help the movie or to like add to the story. You know, I don't know, but, uh, wait, wait on that one. Wait, if you haven't seen Ant-Man, you just wait until after Falcon and the Winter Soldier is done and then watch it. Cause I have other movies that you need to see in the meantime that are a lot more pressing. So now we've seen Sam in Captain America Winter Soldier and we've seen him like you know break a, make a brief appearance in Ant-Man. Now we see him in Captain America Civil War. So obviously Bucky is still the quote-unquote antagonist in this movie, but not really. This is also where we get to meet Zemo, who we'll, you know, you'll need to know for this show, but we'll discuss him a little bit later. The Avengers, the Avengers in this movie were kind of split right down the middle. Half were on Tony Stark's side, of course. You know, they they thought that uh, signing the Sokovia Accords was the best thing to do. And then the other half of the people were on Captain America's side, who obviously still wanted a little bit of free will. They did not want to sign the Sokovia Accords. Now, y'all watch WandaVision, so y'all know that Wanda is from Sokovia. You, you, you know what they're talking about, okay? The Sokovia Accords, though... They kind of play, they play a big role in the MCU, obviously, because if you remember in WandaVision, they mentioned in the episode with Wanda going to get Vision's body at sword. You know, of course, she didn't end up leaving with it, but they made us think she did. But they referenced, I think it was Jimmy Woo that referenced the Sokovia Accords in that episode. The Sokovia Accords basically say that, like, it's this, like, huge document and it says that the Avengers would be on an as-needed basis instead of doing their own thing. Because, like, even as heroes, they were leaving, like, a path of destruction in their wake. And it's funny to think about because we think about, like, I feel like the, the closest thing that's, like, touched on it really is the boys. Because the boys is basically our generation and how we would handle superheroes. You know, us having our favorites and us uh, taking them down through scandal and all that kind of stuff. But the Sokovia Accords really kind of says like, okay, even though y'all are heroes and we all love you and we really appreciate you, there has been a lot of damage done because of y'all saving the world. Like whole cities have been destroyed. 
uh, people's cars have been fucked up. Y'all taking out people's favorite restaurants. Like it's a whole, it's a lot of shit. If I can't get, if I can't go to PF Chains, where the hell can I go? Like there, people gonna be fucked up about this. So the Sokovia Accords are basically these kind of documents that are designed to keep the Avengers in line. Now, does it work? Not really, but it's there non least. So we see, of course, Sam is supporting Captain America in this, and he's helping him find Bucky, who is really kind of believed to be the villain at first, not Zemo. And then, of course, we get those big fighting scenes, the Avengers fighting each other half and half, you know, Wanda and Vision on different sides, Lord help us, Jesus, all kind of stuff. Y'all remember in that movie, though, the Hulk and Thor weren't there. They were off in uh, whatever planet they were on doing uh, Thor Ragnarok, so... They were not important in this conversation. But then after all of this, we see, you know, him get arrested because of his involvement with Cap and all this kind of stuff. And, oh, you know, we we also kind of in this movie, we get to see the beginnings of the friendship, the hilarious friendship and bantering and bickering between Bucky and Sam, which is going to be kind of the basis of this entire show that we're about to watch. After that, the next movie where we see Sam Wilson is Infinity War, of course, where he's helping and aiding the others bring Wanda and Vision back to, I don't know if it's necessarily America, but I think so because, you know, they they, they kind of on the run right now, so they ain't the most welcomed Avengers everywhere, but they help them bring them back to America and, of course, most importantly, to help fight Thanos. But, of course, you know, just like most of the Avengers who aren't the core six, he got dusted, you know, he got snapped, he got poof, pow, be gone, you know, and then that gives us kind of one of my favorite MCU moments of all time when Captain America is fighting Thanos in Endgame, because that's the next movie that he appears in, and you hear Captain, he's walking up to him, you hear, hey, Cap, do you read me? Cap, it's Sam, can you hear me? On your left. So, of course, that moment harkens back to Captain America Winter Soldier when every time uh, Cap would pass Sam as they're doing a run, he would always say, on your left. So, kind of a full circuit mo- circle moment for their friendship. And it kind of lets you know that it was about to end because Steve has, you know, not died, but got old as hell a little bit later on. So, the movement, I, you know, that that's when, uh, the oh boy, they snapped them back. And then everybody kind of helped take on Thanos. I I really feel I was stumbling a minute ago because I was trying to see where I want to go with this. But do y'all, if you weren't in the theaters when this movie came out and you didn't get to experience this moment with a theater full of people, I like I feel crazy. I feel sad for you if you're a Marvel fan like that because the theaters. One of my, one of my favorite things to do is to watch the reaction videos, particularly for this movie, because hearing the like pure joy and excitement, like the tears, everything in people's voices during this scene, when everybody is coming back and they're uh, not dusted anymore, coming back into existence. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, think about episode, I think four of WandaVision where Monica, that we see the dust particles forming back up her body it's that moment they've all now come back and basically are ready to whoop Thanos and his boy's ass now you know of course this movie ends 
with the big setup of Sam being passed the shield by who we refer to from the comics as quote unquote, old man, captain. <laughs> so remember cap goes back in time and he places the infinity stones in all the locations from where they got them from, you know, to make the whole movie happen. He ends up blowing past his return time stamp on purpose. And instead he leads a whole life with Peggy which has been his his dream his entire life. Remember, he had her picture in the compass and all kind of shit. He's he been waiting to get Peggy ass for I don't know how long. But then he comes back in their time as, I guess, the current captain. Or You know, this has been widely contested among people, but the gist of it is he comes back as an old man and he gives the Captain America shield to Sam. Now, you know, in the comic books, there have been a few different people who have taken up the mantle of Captain America. Sam is definitely one of them. Sam has an iconic run. There are a lot of different uh, Captain America, uh, Sam Wilson comics out there. So that's the direction that this show is headed in. It's important for y'all to know, though, that the Internet trolls have always been mad about this shield got passed to the black man instead of where they wanted it to go, which is the fugitive Bucky. Now, y'all know I love me some Bucky. I love Sebastian Stan, but I just had to say it like that because folk be pissing me off. He They couldn't give it to him, and they all, they, they, Captain gave it to uh, Sam, but he, shit, America don't want him to have it either, so it's about to be a whole lot of bullshit in this show, and I hope they explore all of it. Let's go ahead and move on to our next character, James Buchanan Barnes, a.k.a. Bucky Barnes, a.k.a. The Winter Soldier, a.k.a. Nook if you buck, boy, Nook if you buck, boy, Nook, 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 if you, well, I'm that gag tone. Okay, I'm sorry. Let's go ahead and move on to him. Most of y'all know him as Carter Bajan from uh, Gossip Girl. XOXO. <laughs> y'all remember him. I, the most known comment in my dms is every time i post like a clip of the trailer or a new clip that's being released or some like poster art for the uh the falcon and the winter soldier everyone asks me oh is, is that carter like yes that's carter <laughs> that is definitely carter so yes another reason for y'all to join the mcu because uh uh gossip girl is on here so of course we first meet him in captain america the first avenger He's Steve's best friend who's a soldier in the military. You know, good-looking guy. He's strong, loyal friend. He's always finishing Steve's fights because Steve's little uh, pencil-neck body ass ain't going to be able to do nothing against these people. In this movie, he's shipping out to England in the 107th Infantry, and he's spending his last night at home with his homie and uh, some women he's found. You know, they're having them a good time. Steve is only concerned about going to war, but... Bucky like, damn, I'm going to war, so I'm, I'm I'm trying to have fun. In the movie, though, after Steve, you know, gets his serum and he becomes Captain Rogers, you know, the one that we know from the MCU, and he goes on his world, his world tour as Captain America, he finds out that Bucky's infantry has been taken hostage and he has to go and save them. Then Bucky, after he actually saves them, him and his fellas join Cap, and they make their own team on a mission and, you know, on that damn uh, snow train. I forgot where the snow train is, but, you know, if you've seen that movie, you know, there's that one snow train. They all got to land on and get inside and fight their way to freedom. You know how it is. But they kick Bucky's ass right off that damn train. He gets blasted towards the bottom. And then he, you know, everybody thought he was dead. Oh, my God, Bucky. Oh, no, not again. And then he's actually captured. They put him on ice and they brainwash him. He was to be known as the new fist 
of Hydra. Now y'all know well enough now that Hydra, basically the opposite of Shield, is not the good guys. Definitely the bad guys. Hydra, Hydra, Hydra. So you know you learn a lot more about Hydra in Captain America: Winter Soldier, the modern Hydra, when they all try to take over and turn everybody against Captain America. But the good guys don't let them do that. I'm going to talk about one of them a little later on, but. Just know that Hydra equals not good. This leads us directly into Captain America Winter Soldier, where we learn that Bucky is actually the Winter Soldier. Now, the Winter Soldier, this rumored, you know, figure, is an assassin who's been credited with over two dozen assassinations over the past 50 years. So that's how we know some shit is up, because... Y'all know you ain't 80 years old, still assassinating motherfuckers. So, obviously, he has the same kind of genetic makeup as Steve has. Still looks young after all these years. That's because of all the testing that Hydra's been doing on him all of these years. So, Bucky wears kind of this, like, what's now, like, iconic mask. It's a little black mask that just covers his mouth and does it cover his nose? I think nose too. So you can only see the eyes and he's got longer hair. You know, it's much longer than Steve remembers. So Steve doesn't recognize him until like later on in the movie when the mask is actually removed. So Steve, just like everybody else thought that Bucky had been dead all of these years. Now Cap is all, you know, he torn up. He conflicted on the inside. My heart, I don't know what to do. His heart. This leads to the epic ending of, uh, you know, the ending battle of the Winter Soldier. They fight, and they fight up in one of them big old spaceships. Not a big spaceship, but, you know, one of the big three hovering crafts that's supposed to, like, kill three million people. So they fight, and they fight, and they end up on the ground, Some you know, at some point. And Bucky ends up pulling Cap out of the water, where Bucky, you know, this kind of, he walks off, ultimately, and then he's not seen again, at least in this movie. And so now their mission is to find Bucky. Fast forward to Captain America Civil War, which is the third installment in the Captain America trilogy. Bucky is believed to be behind the deadly explosion that's at the embassy building where we meet, you know, we see that they're having this uh, meeting regarding the Sokovia course that I discussed earlier. This is where that those papers like really kind of come into play. If you remember, this is actually the attack where the original king of Wakanda, a.k.a. T'Chaka, this is T'Chaka, he was killed, which gave way to his son, T'Challa, T'Challa, played by the incomparable, you know, Chadwick Boseman, who became the King of Wakanda and our new Black Panther. After all types of high-speed chases involving everybody from Sam to Cap to T'Chaka, T'Challa, Bucky is captured and the other ones are arrested, you know, because obviously now they've now broken the Sokovia Accords. During his short-lived imprisonment, though, Zemo, who is going to be the villain of the show, sneaks in and says the 10 trigger words that knock Bucky back into, like, his little Hydra brainwashing trance that he was in. Now, Bucky, he out here running wild, running amok. And when I said Bucky, I hope y'all not thinking about uh, Shay from Flavor Love. Y'all so ghetto. Now that Bucky is out here running amok again, until he find you know he finally comes out of it somehow i forget how but he's uh just like hiding down this his own little cave down there and cap and sam actually find him again this is also the movie where 
we find out that Bucky is the person that's responsible for Tony Stark's parents' death. No child. When Tony found out, all hell broke loose. Cap had to choose a side, and you know he had, he chooses Bucky because he's like you know Bucky didn't know what he was doing, so you can't you can't be mad at him for killing your parents, even though he you know he didn't mean to do it. So this starts the whole thing, and this is why uh, Tony and Steve haven't talked in a long time. You know, Cap chooses his side, and he chooses Bucky, and they uh gang banging and knucking and bucking up in there for a long time until Steve finally fucks up Tony Stoop. Uh, suit and leaves Bucky we don't see anymore until well no we see him at the end of the movie still uh Bucky needs help obviously so Cap is like you know I know a place he takes him to Wakanda where they put him back on ice and you know Shuri she'll get him right they're gonna figure out how to make those 10 words not trigger him anymore to where he can just be a normal person walking around where he can just be the motherfucking white wolf, okay? Now, the white wolf, that's a whole nother conversation for a whole nother day. Y'all not ready for all that. We'll talk about the white wolf in the future if we ever get the white wolf introduced on this show or in the MCU. Infinity Wars is going to be Bucky's next outing, and that's when we see the white wolf Get that brand new, or just, let me stop saying white wolf. The we see the Winter Soldier get that uh that brand new vibranium mahogany arm. It's all black and gold and and shiny and pretty and and then it gets dusted right along with his ass because of Thanos. So that's the last time we see him, and then you know he comes back in Endgame, of course, just like everybody else, to help take Thanos and the crew down. Next up, we got the presumed, of course, villain of the show, and that's going to be Helmut Zemo, but we'll just probably be calling him Zemo, so you don't really need to know the the Helmut part. Uh, The character has been around in the comics since like the 70s, so we're very familiar with Zemo, but we've only seen him once in the MCU, and of course, that's in uh, Captain America Civil War, where he was basically the, the actual antagonist not the winter soldier zemo kind of tells his own story we don't have we don't you know get a lot of flashbacks and stuff like that in the mcu we basically get him telling his own story to to t'challa and he tells him like kind of the following he says his father lived outside of sokovia and you know said it was really safe so zemo's like okay cool sound good to me so zemo moves out there you know outside of the city He has a son, he has a wife, and they're all just really excited to be out there. One day, you know, all hell is breaking loose, and he looks and he sees Iron Man flying by the car window. Zemo tells his wife, oh, no, don't worry, they're fighting in the city, and we're miles away out here. There's nothing to worry about. Wrong. Wrong. Zemo said it took him two days to find his wife and his son's body, so that shows you just how bad it got out there and what did the avengers do after he he spent two days looking for his wife and child's body they went home they went the fuck home and see that's why that man's so goddamn mad now he ready to kill every damn body that's why he blew up that embassy building that killed the king and blamed it on bucky he did that for a very specific reason he didn't just pick bucky out of the blue he blamed bucky for a very specific reason 
He then kind of, uh, you know, I told y'all earlier, he sneaks into where Bucky was being held prisoner and he pretended to be the psychiatrist that was, you know, sent to evaluate him on behalf of S.H.I.E.L.D. or whoever. And then he said the trigger words that actually put Bucky back into a trance and then Bucky out there running amok all over again. He wants information from Bucky and he also wants to release information, which we just discussed, especially the information about what? He wants to release that video showing that Winter Soldier killed Tony Stark's parents. That was very important to him. But you might be asking, why was that so important to him? Well, because Zemo is smart. <laughs> Zemo knew that he couldn't kill the Avengers. He, in the MCU at least, he doesn't have any special powers. But he knew that he can get them to kill each other. He knew that Steve would take up for his friend and he knew Tony would want to kill his friend, the friend in this case, both being Bucky Barnes. At the end of Civil War, Zemo told T'Challa everything. You know, he did that typical villain shit where, you know, oh my, let me unmask my master plan. And he told that man everything, all his business. But except in this case, after he told all his business, that man pulled out a gun. He tried to kill himself. T'Challa said, oh no, you got me fucked up. T'Challa stopped him. He said, the living ain't done with you yet. So that means you got the, uh, you got a lot more suffering to do before you try to kill your damn self. Zemo basically takes Bucky's place in that little captivity glass thing that Agent Ross had him. And y'all know Agent Ross, a.k.a. the white man from Black Panther. <laughs> That's the only way to describe him. If you don't know him by now, the white man from Black Panther. That's who he is. He basically takes his place and we get the impression that that's not an accident, that he wasn't really supposed to kill himself, and that he is right where he wants to be. So at this point, we've talked about the two... I'm about to give y'all vocabulary word right here. We talked about the two titular characters, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Sam Wilson and Bucky Barnes. We've talked about the villain of the show, the presumed villain. We we assume he's going to be the sole villain, but maybe, you know, he's got some, some help, I'm assuming, just based on the trailer. But we haven't talked about kind of the hidden gem of the MCU, which is Sharon Carter, a.k.a. Agent 13. Now, Sharon motherfucking Carter... We've seen her in two MCU outings so far, both of which are Captain America movies, of course. Obviously, if you can't see a theme now, they all these characters are very important to the Captain America movies. That's their, you know, their jam. You know, if you saw Wong in anything other than Doctor Strange, it might be a little weird. If you saw uh, Ned or uh, MJ in any other movie other than Spider-Man, it might be a little weird. So, you know, obviously, people have, you know, their they're in the movies they're supposed to be in. So that's why all these characters, there's a big Captain America theme here. So obviously we've seen her in both Captain America Winter Soldier and Captain America Civil War. She first appears as Steve's neighbor that's apparently, she's pretending to be a nurse who is really, you know, they're both kind of flirtatious. Little does he know though, she's actually Agent 13 of S.H.I.E.L.D. And you know, he's at S.H.I.E.L.D. every day. And for some reason, he ain't never seen this damn lady. I don't know. But he's, uh, you know, she's assigned to protect him by none other than Nicholas J. Fury, a.k.a. Samuel Jackson. <laughs> she basically allows, you know, she's basically always there. 
And, uh, you know, she's always there to protect Steve when he needs her the most in the movies to help him out, to get him information he needs to go to bat for him. Whatever Steve really needs, she's always kind of there. She's the one who tried to stop Hydra from uh, inside when they were trying to convince everybody to turn on Captain America. That was in Captain America, uh, not Civil War, Winter Soldier. So the second one that would have been her first appearance in the MCU. She was the one that was like demanding answers and saying like, you know, if we're doing an all out manhunt for Captain America, I think everyone in this room deserves to know why. Because Captain America ain't did shit to nobody. And I know that's right. Karen motherfucking Sha- uh I was about to call her Karen Clark Shear. See that motherfucking Sharon Carpenter. Y'all know who I'm talking about. Child, not Sharon Carpenter. That's the uh the lady that pretend to be British on BET. <laughs> Let me stop. Sharon Carter, y'all know who I'm talking about here. She's the one that uh Frank Grillo seen with crossbones. She's the one that like defied all the orders when they were trying to launch those three huge ships that were going to set their targets on like millions of people in the population in order to stop presumed threats, according to them. Basically three mass weapons of destruction. So we then see her in Civil War. Civil War, we find out that she actually has another connection to Steve. As we know, like the big love story in MCU is Steve and Margaret Carter, a.k.a. Piggy Carter, a.k.a. motherfucking Agent Shield, Agent Carter. Y'all know who that is. In Civil War, Peggy actually dies because, remember, their love story began, it began like way long ago. We met Bucky and uh, Peggy and Steve way back in the day. So her dying shouldn't be that much of a surprise. I hate to say that, but you know what I mean. At her funeral... Sharon actually gets up to speak and she reveals that most people knew the deceased as the founder of S.H.I.E.L.D., Margaret Carter, but she only knew her as Aunt Peggy. Not Aunt Peggy. See that y'all be keep y'all be lying out here to these people and y'all be wondering why these men and women break up with y'all asses because you be lying to these people. Civil War was also the movie where she kind of helped Steve out by telling him Bucky's location or his last known whereabouts before she actually tells S.H.I.E.L.D. And, you know, she works for S.H.I.E.L.D. She's Agent 13, obviously. She informed Captain America. She gave him, she told him, she's like, look, this is the only head start you get because we've been told to kill on, you know, on site. That, that, that's what you call on site. When you when they say kill a bitch on site, that's killing a bitch on site. She's like, look, if we find that man, <laughs> we got to kill him. So I'm giving you a head start. I'm being as nice as possible. Do what you do. You got to find him. She always does the morally right thing, even when it's not the right thing according to protocol. It, oh, <laughs> now see that I'm, I need to get an Emmy for that shit. That was a, I wrote that sentence myself. That was a cold ass sentence there. See that, uh, that was a hell of a line. What's the, what's the podcast version of an Emmy? I wonder what the, is it a potty? <laughs> Not a potty. See, it probably is since there's so many people full of shit out here. If you trying to, <laughs> you full of shit. If you're trying to give out podcast awards, I'm gonna tell you that right now. You probably out there. You, uh, we, we do this shit. We re- be recording in the bathtub. We record uh, on the toilet. 
We recorded our cousin Tracy house because she told us she making Rotel and chicken wings. We like, oh, hell yeah. Here I come, Tracy. I'll be over there in a minute. See that? Let me, I, I be getting so damn off topic. Let me go into, those are the four characters you're really going to need to know for this TV show. So we've got Sam Wilson, a.k.a. Captain America, the new Captain America, but he's not, most likely he's not going to be Captain America until an arc kind of takes over. So we'll probably be knowing him as the Falcon throughout this TV show. Uh, we got Bucky Barnes, a.k.a. the Winter Soldier or the White Wolf, whatever you want to call him. We've got Helmet Zemo, who is going to be our presumed antagonist. And then we've got someone on the inside of S.H.I.E.L.D. who is going to be Agent 13, a.k.a. Sharon Carter. So let's go ahead and get into some of these movie recommendations. I have a little timeline that y'all can follow. If you don't, if you haven't been going back and watching, you know, all of the movies in order or just all of the movies at some point. I'm going to tell you the ones you really just need to watch for the sake of understanding this TV show. So if you haven't been able to tell by now, you definitely need to watch all three of the Captain America movies. Bucky appears in all three of them. Sam appears in two of the three. So it's a good way to get to know those characters, fall in love with those guys all over again. See the beginnings of Sam and Bucky's relationship too. They become like very kind of contentious friends, but it seems like they have a mutual respect for each other by the end of things. So get into all the Captain America movies. They're they're the best ones, in my opinion, the best trilogy, definitely out of the we've gotten what three trilogies so far. We've got Iron Man, uh, we got Thor and we got Captain America. And there's no question should be by anybody on the planet that the Captain America trilogy is the best of those three. So Check out the Captain America movies. Watch my absolute favorite movie, Captain America Winter Soldier, and then report back. I think think y'all will like those. I'm I'm pretty confident you will. And then after you watch that, I want you to watch Infinity Wars. So there are four Avengers movies so far, but I don't need you to watch the first two. I just need you to watch the last two, which is basically a part one and a part two. They both you know, go right into each other. So watch Infinity Wars and then watch, oh God, y'all gonna be mad at me, but watch Endgame. I know it was three hours long, but if you can't watch, if you can't watch all three, just watch like the last act. So I divide it up into three acts when I watch it. The first hour is basically us building up the society that we need to figure out, you know, like what the hell is going on, what's happened since the snap and all this kind of stuff, and then figuring out our plan. The next part is the actual execution of the plan. And then the third act is the big battle. So I say watch the big battle and then watch everything that comes from the big battle. So, you know, that's Tony Stark's death. If you don't know by now, you should. I mean, think everyone knows Tony Stark died. That and then it's uh Captain America going back in time everywhere to put the stones back, and then you get to see what transpires. How not Bucky, very important though, how Bucky does not get the shield because people some people are pissed about that. Other people like me, I'm happy that Sam got it. I like Sam. Either one of them was okay with me, but I I'm part I'm partial to the the uh Captain America Sam Wilson comics. So uh and then you get to see him actually getting the shield, so Check out those movies. That's only five movies. You can watch one a night, start Sunday, watch one movie that night, and then just keep going throughout the week. 
and you done. <laughs> you the mama. <laughs> Just keep going and you'll you'll figure it out. So for all my comic book readers out there, I got a couple of suggestions for you. Nothing major, but there are, you know, some things you can kind of dive into from now until, I mean, anytime really throughout the run. I don't know if they'll be pulling inspiration directly from the comics, though. And some of these are some of the newer runs of the comics, because, you know, sometimes comics, they have different, uh, you know, illustrators, different writers and all kind of stuff. So, you know, you get different versions of the character, but some some of these are like, you know, much newer. So I doubt that they would pull directly from them. Honestly, it's just how it kind of works. I know that sounds weird, but so I would say first up, read, of course, the Captain America Sam Wilson comics. There are 24 of them. They ran from 2000 and I think 16 to 2017. So definitely, you know, check that out beforehand. If you've never, you know, read his his kind of run on things, then what you need to know is Sam, it, it's kind of basically what you would expect to happen after uh, Steve Rogers gives Sam the shield. You know, he's a black man trying to figure out what's next, basically. And so this is, I would imagine we get a little bit of this in the actual show, but he's trying to figure things out. And especially when like shield and uh, the world basically don't want him to have the shield. So we got to, we kind of got to figure out what's going to go on with him. So that 24 issue run kind of explores that whole thing, the aftermath, and then ultimately giving uh, Steve Rogers the shield back. So the next recommendation I have for you is going to be the newest Falcon and the Winter Soldier. There's an actual like little mini series out. I think it's, what is it? I think it's five issues. It came out in 2020 though, and it spanned across the entire year. And so it's been, yeah, I think it was five issues. And so that's a good one too, to kind of see the relationship, like why they link up and, you know, what they doing, all this kind of stuff. So that's a good one. It just came out in 2020. It's new. So if you're a new comic book reading, maybe that's a good one for you to get into. So it's basically kind of, I don't want to say like, uh, not like chips, like buddy, I know Beverly Hills. <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, that, that duo mentality of them trying to figure out stuff. And, uh, you know, of course, Hydra is in the mix. They're always trying to figure out Hydra. It's fast paced, you know, it's, it's a whole lot of, uh, a whole lot of shooting and a whole lot of kicking and ass whooping, all kind of stuff. So if you're into that kind of comic, check out Falcon and the Winter Soldier 2020. That's another good one. The last little recommendation I'll give you is the Winter Soldier had a little run too. It was a 2012. That's the year. So you know, I always tell you the year in case you're a, a Marvel Unlimited fan like me. I love me some Marvel Unlimited. That's the only thing I use to read my comics or otherwise I'll, you know, go to the comic book store. But I usually, I do everything on Marvel Unlimited from the year 2012 is when the Winter Soldier comics came out. I mean, there have been a lot throughout, you know, the past two decades, but the run from in 2012, I think it was Ed Brubaker that did it. It was like 14 issues. That's a good one too. It really kind of, uh, it introduces you to Bucky Barnes as his version of the Winter Soldier. And then, of course, he becomes Captain America in this. And then, ultimately, 
you know, goes about the stuff and then gives it back. <laughs> you know, the, the people don't, they don't, I don't want to get too much into it because I want y'all to read it, but y'all figure it out. They think Captain Rogers is dead. So it's the whole thing, but y'all check that one out too. So those are three good series y'all can read. I was going to give y'all one on Zemo too, but I don't think you'll need to dive too much into him as a character because the comic book character and the movie version seem pretty different. So I won't give y'all a reading wreck on that, but you know, you'll, you'll be good. So check all of those out. Watch all of those movies. Uh, listen to me talk about the characters again, and you're all set y'all starting Friday. We're going to have another show to watch and obsess about. It's going to be entirely different from WandaVision though. So don't go into it expecting, uh, you know, the fantastical, the magic and all that kind of stuff. These are two guys with brute strength. Basically they're just, you know, one has the machinery, one has the gun. So it's more so of a, an act it's like six hours of action packed, uh, buddy comedy that we would expect from these two. So, uh, temper your expectations accordingly. I think it's going to be just as great as WandaVision, but in an entirely different way. So as long as you remember that you're good to go. And I love you all. See ya. As always, thanks for listening. Want to support me for free? Just head on over to Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or Podchaser or CastBox and leave me a five-star rating and review. Need to contact me? Just email me, housewivesmarvelpodcast at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to follow me on Instagram for hilarious memes and all kinds of updates regarding the podcast. That's at housewivesmarvelpodcast. This is Kendrick, and I'll see you. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. It's not just the thought that counts. It's your thought. Because no matter how much time you spend picking out the perfect gift, the only thing they'll really care about is that it's from you. Here's to experiences they'll continue to cherish. Season after season. Make this December one to remember. Together. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.